Incremental greetings. Welcome to Pleasure Learning Podcast, second episode. Today we have the pleasure to have Axel from Bulgaria, that he will be sharing his experience. And uh, one good thing about him is that he experienced both sides of the coin, the schooling system and free learning. So, Axel, can you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, uh, I'm 22 years old. I'm from uh, Bulgaria, as you said. And the things about me which are maybe interesting to your viewers is that I uh, I am a high school dropout. So I dropped out at 11th grade. I have officially finished only 10th grade. And for the past maybe six years, I have been uh, learning entirely on my own under no uh, external influence, no universities, no parents telling me what to learn. I have been free learning for six years now, yeah. Six years, so you are 23 years old. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And just to remind the 10th grade, what age is that? Yeah, uh, that's so most people when they are 10th grade, they are 16 years old. And I left when I was 17. So mm -hmm. that's 11th grade. And yeah. So one of the questions I have, I'm curious is when in what situation what end up uh, being uh, a dropout? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, yeah, um, you said an expression of a camel. And now, now I don't remember the expression. So what was the last thing? That, okay, now I'm absolutely sure I don't want to be oh, in the school. Uh, okay, uh, so what motiva motivated me to drop out? Yeah. Well, uh, so at the time when I was thinking about dropping out, I had the idea that I wanted to work as a programmer. Hmm. And actually my school was uh, dedicated to studying computers, but at a lower level, like the hardware and stuff. But I was getting more and more interested in software. And when I Googled around, I realized that uh, it is possible to become a programmer without having uh, formal education. I mean, hmm. it, it, it may be harder, but it is much easier to achieve than in other professions. And so this kind of uh, reduced my belief that staying in school will be beneficial for me when it comes to finding down a job down the line. And yeah, this was one of the main uh, motivators. Hmm. In fact, I had, uh, you know, read the stories of uh, people dropping out of university, you know, like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and so on. And thought to myself, okay, they dropped out of university and succeeded. Maybe if I drop out of high school, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe I'll succeed, succeed as well. And okay, so this was one of the things. Uh, even before that, though, I had come to realize that staying in that school, I just won't acquire any uh, applicable knowledge because most of what we were being taught was, I mean, even at that age, I could see was very useless. Like it was uh obscure information about certain hardware machines hmm. uh, which i just was certain that i would never need and in, even if i did need them i would just you know google for them basically like uh on one of the exams we had to memorize these big tables which list the specifications of various cpus even hmm. very old ones 
and I was like, when am I going to need this? You know, so uh, to yeah. uh, restate what I mean, I just um, realized that I wouldn't acquire very useful skills to that school. And maybe the third factor, which also which influenced me was my class was uh, extremely rebellious. Like we did some ridiculous things and this kind of uh, reduced the authority which I assigned, which I ascribed to, to teachers. Like hmm. uh, this rebellion gave me a very easy state of mind. It, uh, yeah, and this also, in a sense, gave me the courage to drop out because before that we had done things which were, which maybe also required a little bit of courage and hmm. yeah, it, it's made the decision to drop out a little bit easier. So yeah, those are the three main factors. Wow. Okay. So you you said already a um, couple of very interesting facts. So you said you said uh, your class were were rebellious. Yes, extremely, extremely. But at least how I did understand it, that is perceived as something negative, being rebellious to the school system or to the teachers. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was perceived very negatively by the other teachers and and by the parents as well because hmm. like in my country i uh there are these parent teacher meetings hmm. uh, in which the, the all of the parents and all of the teachers meet in a room and discuss the how their students are doing and of course the teachers will complain extensively about what we were doing uh in, at those moments and so yes i would get uh you know reprimands from my parents about doing this hmm. uh rebellious kinds of things so yeah, it was perceived in a very negative light and in fact some of the things we did we did right now i i'm not very proud of them but um i don't know i just in a sense i'm glad we did them at that point because mm -hmm. they gave me this sense of freedom you know that i can uh i don't know they just reduced the pressure which i felt at school they made me feel it was maybe like a coping mechanism, the things we did. Exactly. Because you said extremely rebellious uh, with pursuit of negative, yet it was, for you, it was a way to ease your mind. Oh, yeah. I Wh mean, which absolutely. You, you will see that this is um, um, a cognitive dissonance. Who can be negative, perceived as negative? And cause a very good, a very positive thing as to ease your mind. Uh, yeah, uh, I absolutely agree with that. And mm. in fact, I would go so far as to say that uh, some of the acts of rebellion which we did, uh, as we were doing them, I was like maybe euphoric sometimes because uh, this uh, I, I had this strong urge to do something which would show that. I don't want to be there. Like mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't like where I am right now. Uh, you know, school mm -hmm. and uh, this feeling of doing these things that we weren't supposed to do. Uh, I know it gave me just this very strong rush of energy, and this very strong euphoric feeling. So yeah, it was definitely. Um, I think it was very healthy in a sense. Hmm.
because did you fear the consequences of these rebellious acts? Yeah, naturally. But I mean, maybe the first couple of times uh, when we did them, I did mm. fear it. But after that, uh, maybe not so much. Maybe I got used to doing them. And maybe teachers, they got a little bit used to doing them. Hmm. Like we developed this notorious reputation and kind of stuck with us. And so it was maybe uh, a little bit expected of us to, this, <laughs> to do hmm. those kind of things, you know, as bad as, bad as that sounds. But uh, at the end, I felt no fear in doing any of them. You know, it was just, yeah, no, hmm. no, the fear was definitely reduced. Exactly. So the, the fear was at the beginning, right? Yes, yes, yes. So what changes first the repetition um, and uh, teachers at the system get used to that rebellion, right? Yeah, I mean, they got used to the fact that we were just doing things we weren't supposed to be doing. Hmm. Nice. That's, that, that's indeed a very interesting topic because... Uh, you you know the idea that we want to implement about uh, school freedom, the education freedom. Yeah, yeah. That w one of the caveats, one of the lim limiting factors, are the children, are the kids themselves, because they fear the consequences of the school system. Not just the teachers, also the, the parents, the reaction, the consequences. So I, I'm really keen. Um, so you, you, if you can explain in more detail, what was the evolution of that fear? So what, there was a leader that started yes. this rebellion? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there was definitely uh, a guy who, from the very first day... So what happened on the very first day was hmm. uh, we were in this classroom and we were just meeting our teacher. And you know how uh, when you're in a class, you're not supposed to have your phone on, right? And what happened was this guy uh, who turned out to be our leader in a sense, although I, we, I'm not sure that we perceived this him like this at the time, what happened was his phone rang and my natural reaction would have been to quickly shut it off. But what he did was basically pick it up and like have a conversation <laughs> with his friend in front of everyone, you know, hmm. and I'm kind of like, hmm, there is, there is something strange about this guy, you know, he just, he just doesn't care, you know. What, what the teacher says. And this was a very micro step in the direction of the things that <laughs> later we went on to do, you know. But uh, yeah, at that point, I mean, my fear of uh, the consequences of disobeying teachers a little bit dropped because I saw that uh, he picked up his phone, he had this conversation with his friend, yeah. a very inappropriate thing to do in that situation. and. You know, there weren't there weren't very negative consequences. Like the teacher said, "Don't do that again," and that was the end of it. You know, hmm. I just saw that his little act of rebellion didn't have much consequences, and this maybe a little bit reduced my uh, inhibitions to do similar things. Exactly. So I guess then, as the time progressed, more classmates started to do the same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, initially, uh, I think only he did these a little bit uh, strange things. Hmm. But uh, it's, you know, by the time that I was about to leave school, 
I think that a very good portion of our classmates, uh, you know, engaged in this act of rebellion. But uh, now that I think of it, many of them didn't. I mean, many of them continued to fear the consequences. Hmm. And yeah, I think that's very kind of important to say. Yeah. And in your and your your own opinion, why do you think it's the factor that divide can divide uh, students into so the ones that are prone to rebellion and the ones that will always follow the rules no matter what? Oh man, that's a very tough question. Hmm. I'm not sure if it's a personality trait or what. <laughs> I mean. I used I uh, did engage in these uh, acts of rebellion, but in my previous school, I was <clears throat> very uh, afraid to to do those things. So, uh, being rebellious, I'm not sure it's a personality trait for me. I just yeah. saw someone uh, doing that, and then I this kind of gave me the courage to do it. Uh, I guess that it also depends on the parents of the students. Like my parents weren't very strict, so even if they found out about some of the, you know, bad things I did at school, mm. I wouldn't have received much punishment. But if you are from a much stricter family and you receive severe punishment, then those people would naturally be less inclined to uh, mm. rebel. So the home environment, I think, is. Uh, big factor when it comes to that and I don't know I yeah it's a very tough question yeah th th that's a good observation you did so the home environment also plays a role it's not only the school yeah and another interesting observation is that uh, let's say you get inspired to see someone else getting rebellious yeah, that was so, that was just a huge factor. Exactly. So you reacted to that reaction by itself. <laughs> That's the key. How we, we can only speculate on that. But do you think if no, no one else started to lead that started that rebellion to answer his phone and so on, do you think you will started to do yourself as a sort of leader? Uh, no, I don't think I would have been a leader. I, I don't think I would have rebelled had I not seen him do it. Hmm, interesting. And um, do you think what happened to that student? Did he continue to high school? Well, uh, he actually left our school. Hmm. Uh, 10th grade, uh, I think. And it was like they forced him to leave because it was just getting ridiculous with him. I mean, he was just, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just remembering some of the things he did. Uh, it was just, uh, he was very disobedient and he just had to leave. Okay, so was asked to leave. Yeah. Okay. But... Nice. And so, and what about the teachers? So, um, can you explain more or less their perspective, how they understood that rebellion. So in the, in the sense, sorry, in the sense of why are they doing this? Uh, hmm. You know, I never actually asked myself this. Hmm. I, well, maybe 
because our school was predominantly boys. Uh, like there were four girls in my class and mm-hmm. this was considered high. Hmm. Four out of uh, like 26 or seven. Hmm. And maybe the teachers just thought that because there were there are so many boys, you know, they have <laughs> like if there are more girls, you have this uh, greater impulse to behave more normally, hmm. uh, you know, uh, maybe that is one thing that they thought, but I don't know. I'm just speculating. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure I can give any useful insight about what the teacher's hmm. perspective on this was. Yeah, I have heard something about male-dominant uh, societies because I'm assuming in Bulgaria it's also a male-dominant society. Um, I'm, I'm not very sure. I'm not sure I can say so. Okay. So in the sense that um, male students are, are more, more likely to be problematic than female students. Oh, yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah, because definitely. at that age, because of the hormones, testosterone. Uh, uh, test- yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're saying this in in this, for in this sense. Uh, yes, but also in another sense, because like some of our active rebellion were pretty disgusting, and I think okay. that if there are more uh, females in the in the classroom, ah. then you have uh, less of an like you have, you are more inhibited to these disgusting things, you know. Uh, that is one of the uh, reasons, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I- I'm guessing there will be sexual jokes. Uh, uh, yeah, much beyond sexual jokes. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we-, we-, we will leave this to imagination of the of the audience. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah. the, the good approach. <laughs> Okay. So the key point is that the teachers, um, they didn't thought about, oh, if they complain so much about this, about the school, it's for a reason. So they, I think they thought, oh, they are, they are not well behaved. The problem is for, for, is their problem, the students' problems, not ours. Do do you, Uh, will you agree on that? Yeah, and uh, this actually reminds me that at the time that we were doing those things, mm-hmm. I'm not sure we realized it was a sign of rebellion. Like, we just felt, I, I just felt that I had to do something which would show my uh, disregard for their authority. But I wasn't thinking in terms of, I want to uh, be learning on my own. Uh, this is why I'm doing this. No, I just uh, felt this huge urge to disregard their authority but uh at the time i didn't think that free learning was a better alternative than school in fact i believed that school was necessary in order for you to become educated uh and learning on your own is has a lower probability of working for you in the long term and so on so i believed that school was important and didn't do these acts of rebellion in order to influence the teachers or my parents or whoever hmm. to consider free learning as an alternative. Uh, I wasn't doing that with an intention. It was just kind of an instinct. Hmm. So we, we, we can say 
That was an instinct of the uh, perceived coercion. Mm -hmm. uh, just yes. a reaction of that coercion. Yeah. That's good to know. And one topic you said also is that one of the reasons uh, of the high school was to get a good job, right? Yeah. That you cannot get success without, without uh, high school. Yeah, that's how I thought at the time. Without education, I will basically be a bump for the rest of my life. Like, uh, when I quit school, mm -hmm. I literally was uh, fine with just working a low-paying job. Like, I had these stupid dreams of working in a library for the rest of my life and just reading all day, you know. It's the kind mm -hmm. of things you think when you're very young, you know. I, I didn't have any problems with that. So, if at the time that I was going to leave school, I had goals of i don't know having a good career or whatever maybe i wouldn't have done it i i had just no at the time that i was about to leave school i started to like programming and math and i just wanted to learn them you know and school was interfering with that in fact one of my ways of rebelling was uh in history class or in literature class or whatever i would in front of the teacher open my maths book and just store problems from there and you know multiple times that got me kicked out of the class but uh i actually wanted that effect you know so yeah. if uh, just to restate uh if i wanted to have a good career at uh, 17 maybe i wouldn't have quit because i thought that school was necessary in order to have such a career exactly so you wouldn't do it by itself only for the, um, the result, which is getting a diploma, and this diploma will get you a, a, a good job, a highly paid job, right? Yeah, I thought that the diploma was necessary for a highly paid job, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean that you don't care about the diploma, you only care about the job. So you do everything that it's needed to get to that job. Um, well... When I was about to quit, hmm. I wasn't thinking in terms of jobs. I was just thinking, I want to learn math and programming, and hmm. school is interfering with that, so I want to leave school. And I know that uh, even if I leave school, uh, there is still a chance for me to get uh, a good job as a programmer. Um, hmm. Because, uh, but um, there was, I, I had this idea of my being able to get a good job as a programmer but this wasn't the main motivation for uh you know for learning for excuse me for leaving school i just wanted to learn a bit of programming and math school was mm -hmm. interfering with that and i wanted to get out you know exactly because um pursuing uh, a job a programming job was possible without the high school yeah yeah hmm. and i i'm guessing it was um a, um, high paid as well well uh paid enough paid basically. enough okay yeah i mean maybe uh i can get a more highly paid job if i have a diploma hmm. but there is a trade-off there because going through the school system uh itself incurs a high cost hmm. and the question is if that cost is enough to justify the increase in salary and because i was fine with living very frugally and simply. Mm. I didn't mind, uh, you know, impeding my career in order to 
uh, I didn't mind sacrificing a bit, a bit of my standard of living in order to be able to be free more often. Exactly. So it's about what that waits more. Yeah. The f having freedom or some more years of schooling just to get a slight more salary. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, you said an excellent last sentence that the school was interfering with your free learning, in, in your case, programming. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, in school you're not free, so of course it interferes. Yeah, but uh, did you use, will you use this terminology at that time? No, I mean, I just viscerally felt that, uh, uh, like, I got introduced into free learning maybe two years ago. Uh, at the time, I didn't know any terminology of free learning, self-directed education, or unschooling, or anything of that nature. Hmm. I just uh, felt that I wanted to learn this uh, on my own, and that I wouldn't be able to do it while being in school. Nice. So you you were pursuing, following your land drive, without yeah. knowing with knowing you were having a land drive. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, this is just a common theme in everything. Uh, hmm. Like we, we follow our learn drive without knowing there is a learn drive. We achieve goals without knowing there is hmm. such a thing as a goal. Like we use metaphors without knowing that metaphors exist. Like a child uses metaphors all the time. He, he may not even know what a metaphor is, you know? I mean, we constantly are doing things. Our brain is doing things which we are not aware it is doing. Oh, such an example. A kid may be, may be using metaphors without knowing the, con the concept of what a metaphor is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such a good observation. I'm thinking, I'm taking notes of this. Yeah. Okay, so um, then just to uh, wrap up what we covered already, if I ask you, if I am your parent, and I ask you, why do you want to drop out of school? What, what, will you tell me? Uh, what I would have told you at the time I dropped mm. out? Yeah. Uh, I would have told you that uh, school doesn't offer me anything valuable, that I want to learn certain things on my own, and I can't do that while being at school, while wasting so much time at school. Uh, I guess that's the gist of it. I mean... I want to be free. I'm not free at school. So, yeah. And uh, actually, the because I wanted to be a programmer, and I kind of read here or there that I can be one without formal education, this was uh, important for my parents as well. Because if I told them that I want to be a doctor, for example, and it's very hard to do that without formal education, Hmm. they would have been much more reluctant to let me uh, uh, leave school. Hmm. So, and actually another thing that I did was lie to my parents that I have known friends which uh, began jobs as programmers without having formal education. I mean, uh, whereas I didn't have such friends, you know, just to convince them that it is uh, not that detrimental to me career-wise, to hmm. leave the school system. Nice. So, so you felt forced to lie to your parents, but for a good reason. 
because yeah. because yeah. you think they wouldn't understand the motivation of dropping out. Uh, yeah, I just didn't think they would. I mean, I I'm certain that they want what's best for me. I am mm. not denying that, but uh, like maybe parent advice is more often fear driven. Whereas I'm willing to take a little bit of risk to leave the school system, but be free. But maybe parents have this aversion to wanting you to take risks, you know. So I, from their perspective, I wanted to reduce their perception of the risk that, uh, of my living school, you know. Hmm. Okay, such a, so that's key is that you said your parents were fear driven. So uh, yeah, I you, think that yeah maybe. So what what you said we, so what with lying you wanted to decrease that fear of uncertainty. Exactly yes. Hmm. Wow that that that's that's surprising the reason that that they are fear driven of their own children is oh if my no i mean they, they fear for me they fear for my safety that's yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah for instance oh my child if my child is going to drop off high school he won't get successful in life yeah so the, the reading i'm trying to convey is that they your parents were in the in the school system as well oh yeah yeah so and they have this mentality so hard code even as an adult lives that they cannot perceive an alternative. In the sense that if you don't go to high school, you won't get a successful life. Well, I'm, I think that they can perceive the alternative. It's, I mean, they can perceive that it is possible to get a, a good job and hmm. to be, uh, you know, to uh, not have to like to get enough money to to satisfy your needs they mm. can realize that it is possible to get a job which uh, gives you that amount of money without having a diploma but maybe from there it is much harder and there is a, a much greater probability of failure when you don't have a, a formal education and actually i think that's true but the point is that i'm willing to take that uncertainty mm. i'm willing to trade that uncertainty for uh, and more free free learning time, you know, but maybe they aren't as willing to trade it as I am. And so I must reduce the uncertainty from their perspective, you know, so mm. that I, I must reduce it to a point at which they will be willing to trade it, uh, you know. Exactly. So the choices of jobs will be uh, less because a lot of jobs you, ha you need a diploma. Yeah. But it's at least enough to get uh, to make a living by yourself. Uh, slightly, yeah. uh, so a lot, uh, slightly uh, harder, but possible, feasible. Yeah, I'm not even sure it's slightly harder. Maybe it's much harder, but I'm I'm just willing to make that decision and see where it leads me. You know. Hmm. And now today, because you dropped out six years ago, right? Yeah. So what what are your parents' thoughts today? Uh, well, uh, I think that 
they're much more reconciled to the fact that I dropped out. I mean, they see that I am doing well. They see that I am not mm. up home. You know, I'm not uh, wasting my time with, I don't know, like gambling or certain things that uh, mm. people associate with uh, with uh, low education. You know, I'm not doing, uh, I'm not, how can I say? I'm basically, uh, developing myself mm-hmm. and they they see that I'm doing that and so they're much calmer to the fact that they let me uh, drop out you know hmm. I, I mean I'm very healthy now and this makes them uh, less worried that, that this makes them less worried for me you know exactly so they look uh that you are healthier and that you are making a living by yourself. I'm assuming, you, do you live by yourself now? Uh, no, I, I mean, I'm still living with them, but okay. this is by choice. I mean, this is by this is a very different thing. I mean, okay. I am uh, paying my share with living with them, you know, uh, but the, um, I choose to live with them even if I can live on my own hmm. so that I can spend less money and therefore work less and therefore have more time to explore more of my interests you know so it's mm. more of an uh, an economic choice this because i am mm. very happy to live in a small room i don't need my own apartment i don't need any of that and i just choose the more frugal option so that i would be able to learn more you know exactly so your choice now is to spend more time learning yeah exactly just the opposite of the school that, <laughs> that you were spending a lot a lot of time yet learning scarcely or not something you were keen to learn uh yeah i mean right now hmm. i am learning uh you know quote unquote important things at a much higher rate than i was doing it when i was at school uh, and I mean, they're seeing that and they're seeing I'm not wasting my life away on video games or something. Hmm. And yeah. Yeah, th- th- that's, a, that's a recurrent thing. When parents th- think that, oh, they, my kid will spend more all of his time playing video games and waste his life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, hmm. I was playing so much video games when I was at school. Uh, but right now, I just find other things much more interesting and things which even adults, uh, you know, even uh, people in the school system may say are important to learn. Mm. I mean, I am against trying to impose on uh, people what is important to learn, what isn't important to learn. Mm. But right now, on my own, I am uh, learning things which even people who think we should impose those things those people would say as well that they are important. Hmm. Exactly. So ju- just to wrap up, um, so we, we, we are what just talk about the curriculum. So it's not that it's important. It's in the curriculum and you have to do it because of that. Right? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Na- and now you say it's important because it's important to you. Yes, right. it's, it's relevant for like, you. Like 
in, in the curriculum, you have things like uh, maybe mathematics, history, mm -hmm. economics, stuff like that. And the thing is that I'm learning those things on my own at a much higher efficiency and I'm spending much more time on those things hmm. than I spent on them at school. When we were studying those things at school, wow. I was spending all of my free time uh, hmm. like playing video games, you know, uh, going out with friends and stuff like that. I just wanted to ignore everything that we were studying at school. Hmm. I really hated it. But now that I have been free for so long, I naturally want to learn those things on my own. Hmm. Yeah, th that's a natural thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if you had uh, now, if you recall something positive about your school experience. Uh, well, I used to uh, something positive from my school experience. I think mm. the positive things are not related to learning, actually. I mean, some of uh, because I had this very good relationship with my classmates and because we did all those crazy things. There were some days at school which I would spend basically maybe the whole day like laughing, <laughs> laughing very hard. You know, it mm. was. I mean, I don't remember I have ever laughed as hard and for as, as long as some school days because, I mean, the relationship with my friends was just so 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 good. Mm. Uh, we were doing all those crazy things and yeah, I mean, maybe those were the positive things so, from my school but i think that those things are possible outside of school so oh that that's key so what you enjoyed was the jokes and things you did with your friends yeah yeah that were funny yet they could be done any anywhere anytime absolutely absolutely yes hmm so n now let me rephrase the same question is could you tell me something positive about the school that it's from the school itself. It, it couldn't get from elsewhere. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Well, hmm. now I guess that uh, some people may, for me personally, hmm. I'm not sure I can think of any. Um, like, I wanted to get uh, in the university, but I only wanted to do that to make connections with other people. But um, at high school, I'm not sure that the connections you can make are, you know, very... When you mean, say, connections, you mean friendships? And... Yeah. Yeah, friendships with people who have mm. similar interests as me. But, you know, I mean, uh, that's why I want one of the reasons why I wanted to go to university. And mm. I'm trying to see if those same reasons apply to high school. Mm. But, yeah, I, yeah, I can't think of any anything is why I got out of school that I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to get somewhere else. Okay. And... If I ask the same with negative things, um, there is something we haven't talked about that you would like to outline. Uh, you mean negative uh, damaging things which I See, got from school? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, 
one of the things was uh, a development of uh, toxic memories towards many subjects like uh, history, like economics, like, uh, I don't know, basically pretty much everything yeah. uh, except the things I was naturally good at and like mm. English or, I don't know, information technology or whatever. But yeah, I developed many toxic memories towards um, those subjects, hmm. towards, towards main subjects. Uh, I guess another thing which is bad about school is hmm. the harm to your sleep. Uh, like when you're first, uh, I think that uh, before I was, uh, before I had made the decision to drop out, hmm. I uh, purposefully slept less so that I would have more time to uh you know study what i liked studying because school was taking up so much of my time you know and that that's on the one hand and on the other hand mm -hmm. pretty much all students who are uh first shift you know who have to go to sleep or i mean who have to go to school, school early mm -hmm. their sleep is disrupted which is also very uh damaging in the long term especially when you are young uh i guess the uh chronic stress is also a very detrimental factor of school. Like, I, as far as I know, it may even uh, kill brain cells, uh, although I'm not hmm. sure about that. But yeah, chronic stress is another very damaging component. Hmm. Um, yeah, let me think. Uh, no, there is a gen general uh, learn drive inhibition that goes on in school, like your hmm. mm, you just don't want to learn as much. Uh, and actually, maybe the toxic memories hmm. contribute to that as well. Um, yeah, I guess I can go on about this for a while, but I, I guess that those are the main things that I can hmm. think of right now. Okay. Yeah, and of course, uh, there are some... Uh, flawed learning strategies which you develop at school which i continue at school for a considerable amount of years hmm. so yeah okay so i think that we can cover this in the next episode about huh? um the bad habits learned at the school um until you discover for learning how you you modified those habits and if you have acquired more good habits yeah that's okay if that's okay with you uh yeah. you mean in the next episode we're going to discuss that yeah thank you for listening also remember that uh, we have a discord channel so you can uh, interact with me and everyone else there so we can help each other in the to pursue um free learning and to undo some, if not all, the bad habits acquired the school system and become free uh, as a learner. Thank you for listening.